From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Back from Regina, hard-fought 15-9 win over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mr. Dickinson, how are you tonight? I'm good. A little bit tired, but uh, yeah. working hard with this five-day week. That was a hard-fought victory uh, yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, that was a defensive struggle. It was, and it was it's kind of been the tail of the tape for us for a while here. We're um, not clicking as well on offense. Our defense is playing well. Uh, we did control the ball for 36 of the of the 60 minutes and felt like we did some good things, but uh, not finding the end zone uh, troublesome. Uh, you know, feel good that we got out of there with the win. And, and I know there were a couple of issues in the first half uh, with some discipline. I know Devon Claybrooks almost lost it on the sidelines, but uh, I'm sure that has been addressed. We haven't seen the guys. I mean, okay. listen, we uh, we actually you know pride ourselves on on trying to not have those uh, penalties and. Uh, you know, to have three of them uh, did hurt us. So, uh, you know, they're preventable. Those are the type of penalties that you really, uh, yeah, if they call ones that are just high effort plays or, you know, maybe they make a call you don't agree with, that's one thing. But when you're just uh, losing your discipline, that can hurt. But it was a heavily charged game. The atmosphere is great. And, uh, Hope our guys learn a little bit better composure and we do better next time in that uh, environment. Fair enough. I, I know it got a lot of traction on our show last night. I'd like you to comment on it if you don't mind. Uh, the penalty on Tunde Adelike. And, and again, this is one of those gray areas, Coach, because I know you were, you were quite upset with the call because you thought it was a shoulder uh, lead with Tunde Adelike. He did get you know, penalized on that for, for helmet-to-helmet uh, contact. Uh, now that you've seen the, the tape, uh, what are your thoughts on it? And I know in the heat of the moment, it can always be a little bit different. Well, I mean, i got to be careful about that specific play. I mean, I don't want to get too far into that, uh, get myself in trouble on that. But <laughs> Fair enough. I think people need to understand, I mean, we do play contact sports. And to be honest with you, football, boxing, hockey, those are contact sports. They're never going to be safe. They're really not. You know, as all football players, I really believe, I mean, when I played, I signed up for it. I really did. And I knew injuries could and will happen. I mean, that's, I think that's part of the way we play it, to be honest with you. I think there's some risk involved, and you feel like, uh, I remember, I, I was just mainly concerned about paralysis. I mean, I just thought, you know, whatever else happens, I'll figure it out. But, uh, and I had that, you know, it's always in the back of your mind, but every single one of us guys go out there and, and sign up to play that game, and, and we got to realize that. Big hits and injuries are going to happen. Now, are they good? No. I don't want to see that uh, happen to anybody. And I really believe the standard that we have in our rule book is good. You know, spearing, chop blocks, uh, clothesline tackles. We have a lot of rules to protect the kicker, punter, quarterback. They're all good rules. I like them. What, what I think we're all fighting with right now is what is the rule. And uh, I'm pretty gray in that area as, as well. I I asked the referees before the game if there's a – uh, defenseless receiver a rule in the CFL, and there is not. And that's something we can address in the off season. but there is not a, a rule. So when I hear Glenn Suter talk about it, there is no such thing. Um, whether it's right or wrong, that is what our rule book says, and that's how we follow it. And I don't think there was anything that Tunde did that was against the rules. So um, it's, it's a tough injury. Neymon, you know, didn't look good. Um, hopefully he's fine, uh, but I do believe that as football players, we know the risks, and there are going to be collisions. I don't, I don't necessarily believe they're all um, 
I don't think that guys are trying to do that. I, I saw Tunday turn his head. So it was unfortunate. And that overruling by Toronto, I don't know if people realize that, was something that uh, really set me off. And I lost my composure as well, so I'll have to do a better job of that. And ultimately, uh, you know, I just sometimes winning isn't the only thing. Uh, but I was surprised at the overrule call. Sure. I I, um, I I do feel bad for the player because, yeah, it didn't look like a, a real pretty situation. And you're right. There's a huge difference between, you know, spearing intent to injure and a football play. And, and, and when you re, you really break it down, you know, there's, there's some onus on the, on the receiver in this case too, because he comes in, you know, with his head and is there helmet to helmet contact? Yes. And I guess if it's black and white and you're going to call helmet to helmet contact and it's always going to go against the defender, well then I guess that's going to be a black and white play, but that's, that's not in the rule book. I don't think Dave. Well, it is illegal to spear someone. Um, it is legal to tackle someone head-to-head. If you're a ball carrier, you can and will get tackled. Uh, you can't use the crown of your head. You can use your face mask. And guess what? The, the running backs and the receivers that catch it and become running backs, they lower their head into the DBs and the linebackers, and there's going to be head-to-head. And you just can't play the game without it. And I know we all want a safe game, but you have to understand these things will happen. And all players know that and sign up for that. I just don't want cheap shots. And, you know, there's been talk of this, uh, you know, the receiver who hasn't established possession of the ball should be provided more protection. And I think that's where the league is going with this. Okay. Um, but I don't think, well, I haven't got a memo that we've gone there yet. And so, um, you know, I'm a fan of that. I've been a fan of that for three years. I want to protect those guys. To me, you can't just protect quarterbacks. I mean, there's a lot of other valuable players out there, and you want to make sure that if they're in a position they can't protect themselves, do your best to to help them out uh, with the rules. But guess what? Things still will happen. And uh, the flip side of that is ultimately, though, when it's a fast game and, you you know, whose fault, it doesn't matter whose fault. It was an unfortunate play. Uh, I just don't see why uh, it was overturned. And I just got to live with it. I got to move on. Um, lots of questions are already rolling in, and this one uh, deals with Tunde, so I'll ask it right now from one of our listeners. Uh, could you ask uh, the coach uh, just to assess Tunde's play this season uh, in, in, the, in the caller or texter's opinion? He says he's played great on D and, uh, and, and pretty well on special teams as well. So your thoughts on Tunde Adelica's play? Well, I mean, I think he's, he's uh, been our, our best Canadian draft pick. Um, you know, not that all the other guys have had a chance to play. But Tunde's making an impact on special teams, on the return game, and he's doing more and more on defense. Um, you know, he's a he's a bright kid. Uh, he, I really believe he likes the game and plays it the right way. And and like you said, there was no intent for him to go in there. He just he shot for the the middle of his chest. He kept his head out of the play, and it was very unfortunate. So um, great fine for us so i gotta give huff credit on that he uh he felt like tunday would be a good free safety and and not only was he showing pretty good in the combine as a db but he's really fit in in that back end done a nice job uh, this one came from Cable, and, and I'm getting a, a number of these texts, so I'll just lay it out there right now. And, and Cable says, uh, you know, thought Dave's play calling and field position management was superb for the entire game uh, against a, a stifling drop nine. But he wants to address, 
you know, the challenge rules that are in play. And we talked a lot about this last night. It's unfortunate, Cable says, that you were forced to use your challenge on such an obvious call. I think it's an unintended consequence of a very, very good rule. Again, don't want to get you in trouble here. Uh, but should, yeah, you're on me. Today. I, I know. Uh, but serious. but this, this is, you know, a question from the fan. You know, should and could this be addressed by the league, you know, office, uh, you know, maybe at the end of the season? I think that's what uh, Randy Ambrosi said, because I, I, I'm now seeing this thinking if you win a challenge early, you should have at least one more challenge in your in your pocket, because especially when, when a situation like that arises. You know what, Jock? I'm fine with one challenge. Okay. I really am. I don't like challenges. I've been consistent with that. I don't even think you should be able to challenge things that we can challenge. I've been consistent with that. I don't want the coach to be able to. Now, same thing on that. I thought it was a missed call, and I, I knew I was going to get it right. And I said last week that it, they got the ball basically, I think, on the 44-yard line. I felt they were in scoring range already, and I felt like we could maybe run the clock out, which we did. Whether we got points or not was beside the point. Uh, and I feel like when I know I'm going to win a challenge and it has an impact, a big impact on the game, uh, whether we're getting points or not, I'm using it. Yes, it does think that I'm out, and I didn't want to use it there. I really obviously felt that was a pretty easy call, but um, it happened. So I used my challenge, uh, was able to get the win, and, and uh, you know whether it had a big impact the game, who knows. But I, I don't want to finish a game with that sucker in my pocket, and I'm using it when I think I need to. Dave Dickinson, the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders, off to an 11-1-1 start in the season, putting some distance between themselves and the rest of the teams in the Western Conference, except for maybe the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Montreal Alouettes are here on Friday night. Hey, if you want to talk to the coach, we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back. Uh, more of your texts, more of your calls. Easy to call, easy to text on Sports Talk with Jock. 403-974-8255. Toll free out of town. 1-800-563-7770. Follow us on Twitter at Sports on 770. And my email address is jock at newstalk770.com. Half Hour with the Coach, brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home. Five locations, including Okotoks. He is the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, the 11-1-1 at Calgary Stampeders after a 15-9 win over the BC Lions. Your calls, your texts, right now on Sports Talk with Jock and Coach. We'll start it off with a text from Darren. This is a real hot-button topic, and you're a proud American, and you're a proud Calgarian as well. Uh, he says, hey, Jock, can you please ask the coach if the players talked about doing anything during the anthem similar to what the Riders did yesterday, and just your thoughts on what's uh, happening there. I uh, didn't even see what the writers did, so you'll have to inform okay. me on that. They, uh, yeah, they just they 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 basically hooked arms during okay. the national anthem. So, well, listen, uh, you are really throwing me a lot of softballs today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fans, um, coach. It's the fans. First off, um, I mean, a little different in my opinion, the Canadian anthem, um, you know, and the U.S. anthem. I am. I'm just going to tell you my personal opinion. I okay. support everybody and what they want to do. I'm not thinking anyone should be in any trouble, and, and I believe that they're doing the right thing if they want to do it that way. I, for one, wouldn't do it that way. I'm I'm more traditionalist. Guess what? I grew up in Montana. What do I know about some of these things uh, that have gone on in the U.S.? So right. um, for just for me personally, I would support all my teammates, and and I everyone's got a different story. It doesn't hurt my feelings if, if someone does that but I would not be one of the guys to do that. No, fair enough. And uh, more on Donald Trump a little bit later on on Sports Talk with Jock as we get to the sports geek of the day. Anyway, let's get to the phone calls here. Jan, you're on the air with uh, Coach Dave Dickinson. 
Uh, yes. What bothers me is the so-called lack of training that the officials have. That one uh, where Maver was hit, the official was standing right on the line behind him, but he wasn't even looking at Maver. He was looking down the field. You could see it when you watched it on TV. He wasn't even watching him to call that um, a penalty. So is it the lack of training that the, the officials are getting when they keep doing things like this? Jan, thanks for the call. I appreciate. It. See, they, 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 it's not just me, Coach. We're all we're all hitting the hard ones tonight. Uh, listen, I wasn't happy when Andre missed that Andre Peru. I have to admit, though, I I like the way Andre calls a game. He communicates with me. He he tells me when he misses a call. He's a man about it, and he, he does miss calls. I like the way Andre Peru referees games. Um, like I said, that was a missed call. He knows it. I know it. Mm-hmm. I have the right to challenge it. So I, I hopefully, uh, you know, used it in the right direction. But you're right. Um, sometimes you wonder, but guess what? I, I train my quarterbacks super, super hard, I think. And sometimes I find their eyes may not, may not be looking in the right spot or the spot I think is the right spot on certain plays. So we all make mistakes. Um, but I, I'm going to support Andre and his crew. He's, uh, to me, one of the referees that really tries to communicate uh, why things are happening and why things are called. And I can still disagree with him and even yell, but I do uh, respect the way he referees the game. Well said. You should be a politician. We've got an election coming up here, Coach. Anyway, back to the fo- <laughs> back to the phone lines we go. Let's bring Mike into the conversation. Mike, you're on the air with Dave Dickinson. Hey, hi, Dave. Great management you? of the game yesterday. Uh, I've got a bit of a concern. It's hard to criticize a team that's 11-1, and one, but uh, the receiving core, they, they seem a little bit slow. And Markway McDaniel... Um, you know, our premier receiver. I, I don't know if there's something wrong with him, if he's if he's a bit injured, but he he just doesn't seem to be producing. And I keep hearing that while well, he's um, he's being double covered and they're taking him away and leaving other guys open. But when you think of other premier receivers in the league, they seem to be able to to make plays even if they are double double covered. Like thinking back to guys like Fred Stamps with the Eskimos, everybody knew the ball was going to Stamps, but he still he still got separation and made plays. There's a bit of a concern overall. Um, uh, you know, the weird thing is we didn't get one snap of man-to-man defense yesterday, uh, which they ended up, sometimes they would man one person and play zone around them, which makes it extra hard. But they just didn't do it just to uh, uh, Marquay. They also did it to, to Markin. We're not... Uh, I don't think we're quite as explosive as we've been in the past. I don't think we're, you know, maybe as confident with our routes and where to go. Uh, you know, if you think about who our starters were at the beginning of the year, three of the four guys are not playing right now. But the guys are working hard. They're getting better. I thought Reggie Bagleton made some real nice plays. Uh, we need to be better, though. And what really was disappointing to me was our screen game, our offensive line and our receiver blocking was not up to par when we had good numbers and we had a chance basically to to hand the ball off on at least little short passes or screen plays and have our guys lead the way. We we did not block well on those plays. So that to me was uh, probably the the poor part of our game. Um, but it is it is an issue, and we 
we want competition, and yet uh, we're, we'll see if we get a couple guys back. But we also understand they're working hard. But yeah, we got to get better. Mike, I really appreciate the call. Uh, Cliff, uh, you got to be quick because we're up against the clock, but you're on the air with Dave Dickinson. Okay, I just want to say uh, I thought a great job by the, the defense, and in particular the uh, defensive line. Uh, you guys you guys have a lot of great athletes there, and it seemed by scheme as well. There was a lot of uh, one-on-ones, and, and uh, depending on how you had the pressure coming, the backs were, it seemed like they are always blocking the wrong guy. I mean, uh, you guys made uh, Dykowski and uh, and Campbell and and uh, that right tackle they've got uh, look foolish at times and uh, just great job. I think it's it's a good combination of skill and scheme. Yeah, I think they have been our leaders. I can't argue with that. Um, you know, and I, I've heard a couple callers say that we managed the game well, and unfortunately, as an offense, we had to, we felt we needed to do that or had to do it. But the other, you know, when you have your defense back there playing so well, the one thing you want to make sure you don't do is turn the ball over and give them short fields. And it can sometimes, obviously, the game doesn't maybe move in the same pace that uh, I think fans and some people want. Um, but when you know you have that defense back there, you you realize you know you maybe don't have to be. Uh, I guess as aggressive or maybe call like trick type of plays and they're playing well. D line has been our, our leaders all year. Um, and I, I think Jagger Davis, uh, really made a big step forward. Micah had a heck of a game. Hughes, still got a couple sacks. So, you know, that was a, that was a great effort by those guys. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, coach, we're out of time, but, uh, you, you said you didn't get to see the guys today. Uh, I did have a quick question whether or not, uh, this is from one of the callers, whether or not uh, DeVarce Daniels is going to return against the, uh, uh, against Montreal. It looked like he came out of that game relatively healthy yesterday. Yeah, we, we only get to practice one day. So, um, he's, if he's ready, he's playing. Okay. So, uh, uh, like I said, uh, he's a he's a guy that uh, I thought was taking that big step forward when he got hurt. So, when he's healthy, he's getting back in the lineup. Coach, really appreciate your time. Sorry for the tough ones tonight. <laughs> no worries. We'll catch you <laughs> next time. <laughs> you betcha. Dave, Dave Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. Stamps in Montreal, they're going to light up the lights on Friday night. A little fireworks after the game. It's a 7.30 kickoff. That means our Truman Insurance pregame show is on the air at 6 o'clock. Be caller number 7 right now, 403 Nine seven four talk four zero three nine seven four eight two five five, and you're going to win yourself a couple of tickets to see the Stamps and the Montreal Alouettes. Nick Lewis, right around the corner on News Talk seven seventy.